Welcome to the podcast. This is the Dance PT podcast, hosted by moi, Jenna Cantor, performer, hachikapow, and physical therapist. In our interviews, we will dive into all the things that can regularly help you. That's right. As a dance physical therapist with your patients. That's right. Please note that the purpose of this podcast is entertainment and is not here to replace any medical advice. That being said, we are all here to support each other, which leaves me at the most important message I want to leave you with. You are enough and never change yourself for anyone. That's right. You heard me. Be you, and that will enable you to help others the best way possible. Let's end with more scatting. That's right. Jenna out. Oh, we're live. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Thank you for your patience, everyone. Just five minutes. It's like a high five. Love it. Love it. Brian, thank you so much for coming on. This is perfect that we're talking about personalities, and I'm wearing a happy St. Paddy's Day. I, I think I, we vibe. I had a costume change today because I, I was wearing another one oh, earlier today that was like more, but this is now like the ugly sweater of of um, St. Paddy's, and I got it for twelve dollars. Oh, that's a good prize. That's a bit. I was like, what? Oh yeah, and then we have the amazing. Wait, wait for it. <laughs> that's everything it's everything um brian thank you so much for coming on for those who do not know brian he is currently a future physical therapist but really is so knowledgeable and already has so much life experience in the dance field and is just a great all-around human being and i oh. i didn't want to honestly deprive other people from meeting you and then also us to dive into this really important topic. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for letting me coming in and share my experience. Oh, it's so great. And we met, I feel like years ago online when he messaged me because he's interested in modern dance and, and combining that with physical therapy. So that's where we bonded, but I feel we bonded even more so when we met in person. And he's wearing the coat that he was wearing when he met me this leopard print coat and i thought who is this fabulous amazing human and of course he let me wear it and take pictures in it because that needed to happen duh <laughs> but let's let's go into this where we're at a physical therapy conference csm combined sections meeting and how that can be considered a non unprofessional coat Mm -hmm. And how that hurts rather than helps the expansion of outreach to our patients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So your question was, why wouldn't people do the same? As in like, we, I feel like at, I, I, when I go to school, I felt like I have to have this professional, always like in suit and tie. Khakis. Yes, and so I, I don't have any role model. I mean, as um, a little bit background about me, I dance modern, and I'm a I'm a gay male. So, and it being minority, minority like gay Asian, and trying to find 
my finesse? How do you connect with this patient that who I wanted to work with so bad at the same time make them feel friendly? Because I'm friendly. I don't want to be pretending of somebody else who I'm not trying to, you know, impress these patients or trying to be smart or sound knowledgeable. So um, I, I find that it, it's okay. It's like you don't have to show them all of you, but they give them a little bit of you and then you kind of increase it, increase it increment wise. So they get used to with, with, with who you are as a person. So I uh, always find that no matter what we do, I always find they should be a little bit of a childlike and lightheartedness in whatever we do like this. Oh, my cat. Oh, my gosh, your cat. Oh, my cat cameo. Wait, what's your cat's name? We need to say His hello. His name is Katier. Katier? Oh, my God. I can't. That's so cute. <laughs> oh, I love your cat. Everybody say hi, Katier, if you want to say hi to the cat. It is C-A-T-I-E. How do you how do you spell it? How do you spell Katier? C-A-R-T-E-R, like the ring. Oh, Cartier. Oh, ho, ho, ho. that's even yeah. more bling bling. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. So let's go into, let's go into patients who are like you. Let's uh -huh. go into that because this is where we're, we're, we're cutting this off, you know, ourselves off with this polo shirt and khakis thing. Patients who are like you, are they going to feel, let's say, are they going to feel comfortable working with a person in khaki shorts pants and a polo shirt compared to what you're wearing now? Um, I feel like it depends on the level of trust. I feel like always, I always start with a little bit of a perk of what is about me. I still gonna wear khaki pants, but I always add on what a perk. So my last internship, I wore a fanny pack and it was like a really cute coach fanny pack. It's still classy, but it's something about me that is that's me. Like I don't have to wear these uniforms. Mm, yeah. With it, think, think of would think of doing what was told, but then you add a flair of you. So I add these um these fanny pack with me, and I always wear suspender at work. Then which consider a dress code. So, but people wear belt. I wear suspenders. So I think in a sense you that. have to not you cannot forget your personality or who you are because. People here being stopping who they are at the clinic because we feel like there's a dissociation of professional and cute and, you know, and being you, but you don't have to because part of treating patients is being human with them to let them know, I know how you felt. And yes, I sometimes I have patients that, you know, is homosexual and they said, thank you for dressing up, you doing you, make us feel like there's a hope for us because they don't see many people yes. being themselves at work because we so afraid of that's not professional but i am what not about a person what about a person who comes in who's in drag exactly let's, let's go there let's let's literally go that hard because the reason why i'm saying that in drag they would very likely feel even if they were literally in drag not that they do go in drag they were full out get or get out in their drag uh -huh. outfit and they came in who would they likely prefer? And and of course, to each person. But who are they going to feel like, wait, this person gets me. You right now dressed in your leopard print coat versus you in a polo shirt, khakis. There, uh -huh. That is a massive distinction. Mm -hmm. A massive distinction on somebody who gets them and who doesn't. Mm -hmm. And they're going to assume just from appearance, as we always do, that you don't get them 
on a certain level very possibly they would be mm -hmm. thrilled possibly that you they'll be like wait i think you might be gay so i'm good that, but you never know you mm -hmm. just never know so right. if we're just looking at even appearance alone how that can help different personalities you know different people feel more comfortable it can go a very long way uh-huh and, and i feel like in a sense that we as professional passes that make people feel like people can be in drag and be themselves going to the clinic instead of just sticking with the like it's hard to describe where where we we nowadays is such a broad spectrum everything growing so mm -hmm. if you just stuck with the same costume wearing the same thing which it, fashion is a big thing nowadays but it's also mean that we have to start noticing how we're going to blend into the environment we work at and still keep our originality because yeah. sometimes i agree with you that you know you in a place where you're trying to dress up and you don't feel fitted in but you can but you have to find there's a little balance where you can wear what yeah and we're just talking about fashion but i mean what about personality how much of you do you let show and i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, be so i don't trick you into this question i need to lead you yeah. into this where where i want us to go in this conversation uh-huh is with different personalities come different stories come different histories so with those different histories those different personalities in school it is very very like square cut on don't reveal much about yourself don't you know be the square mm -hmm. cookie cutter person but there is something huge to be said about the level of trust and closeness you feel with the human who is giving you recommendations that could change your physical ailments that have been getting in your way that will be mm -hmm. a massive game changer for you mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. instance eating disorders Yes. So many dancers have eating disorders, whether it's it's a hardcore one or a slight whatever, like the common thing is, oh, I didn't have that much today. Oops. Very common. It's, it's, it's very common. Oops. Uh -huh. Especially if you're in that young, young pediatric age. So my thing, my question for you, I clearly have my my viewpoint, but I wanted to really put that out there so you could see where I am. And then you can just go go in your own opinion because you have each his own. Where do you feel comfortable with opening up with a patient in order to gain that trust, be yourself, and have more of a meaningful relationship? Um, when it comes to this thing, this order, typically there's a sign, you know, female triad. So when I, I typically see those, I always have a talk. Like I would always talk about food, how I like them. And then sometimes, as we, we we kind of exchange story like we i think it's by the third meeting we sometimes would talk about like how you feeling you're eating things like that but it's like a casual conversation like we sharing story and, and one time i'll start sharing hey i used to be in a company where they talk about me being too big at certain places they want me to be smaller and how i have to fought through it. and i'll be real honest i said i've been bulimic before i've been went to buffet and i went home and throw up and I feel like I got away with it. And I'll be real honest. It's 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 part of being human, and it's okay to be honest. But I felt I would give them the trust. I give them the fall first. Like I've been there, and yes, it's so embarrassed. I go eat in buffet, and then I threw up, and I felt like yes, I feel skinnier because I eat, and I don't feel like I'm getting fatter. But 
our beauty is lie beyond what people look at you because this is a, a far off example, but when I apply for school, they put me on last of my wait list, but deep inside I knew I deserved a spot. So I think what important is not how others see you, but how you see yourself in the mirror. I think that's much more important. Anything else anybody can find, because you find people having a bad day, come straight up, tell you, oh my God, you are such a bad PT. You're not going to make it. But if you meditate, you take care of yourself well inside, you realize, thank you for your constructive um, criticism. I'll keep that in mind. But you know, that's not true. So it's it all come from here. So I think somewhat here and there, I want to talk to them about loving themselves. And then we proceed to those talk if I feel they're more comfortable with it. But I always start with being honest with them first. I've been there. I'm not going to straight up saying, I think you are, but I'll tell you like, hey, I, I used to have this thing. That we somehow leading to those conversations and say, hey, let me fall first for you. You can catch me when I fall about this weird topic because I've been there. And so I, I'm I'm open up about it and, and it's it eating me slowly back in the day because I I catch myself trying to keep this way that I want it to be for the dance company. I have to run for um an hour every single day in the morning. I have to wake up an extra hour early to run to keep the shade at so I can keep perform the way they want me to be. But the truth is guy, dancer only perform on stage like three three months a year so how much is that worth and you need to find a company that love you for who you are and like a, that's about personality too because i learned to realize that i have to love me for who i am then when you come find somebody who loves you just as who you are you feel good about it because we all deserve to be loved in some shape or form and sometimes you know negative comment came out but it just love being misinformed I always say that Negative comment, it just love is misinformed. Yeah. So they might not see the whole of you. They see bits and part of you. And so that's why they make the assumption. Sorry, that's such a long answer. No, but. that's great. No, it's it's great. It's it's you gave so many different insights and everything. I I I was thinking of asking you one question and you went a different direction. I was like, oh no, this is good. Right, good. So thank All you. Right. No, no, I, I'm not even. I, I remember what the question was. <laughs> I got lost. <laughs> Ask it, it anyone. Bad, once it once it's gone and it's away from my brain, it's gone. It's okay. We move on. For if you are with a human, you're with a human dancer. When dancers come in, it's the worst time in their life to become. They don't want to be in physical therapy because that means mm -hmm. they're injured. They've been hiding it for a long time. It's gotten to that point where it's taking away from what they want to do. It's a very big mm -hmm. deal. It's a very mm -hmm. delicate situation. So from the old school book, you don't share anything about your own life. But I think there's so much value to sharing something from your past that could they could go, oh, this person not only is here for me, but actually has been where I've been. Mm -hmm. And and there's that level of understanding. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a scenario, Brian. So I'm a patient. I come in. Ballerina. I was. I was dancing in ballet class and I was marking a jump. This is actually a true story. I was marking a jump and I felt something in my left foot. And and I. And then from that point on, I'm like, oh, God, it just hurts to even stand on my foot. 
and I wasn't even doing the full out. It was just a little like almost shuffle mark as I was learning a step mm-hmm. from PT to Lego. <clears throat> I, I, I went to the teacher. I said, something just happened. I don't know what, you know, but can I'm going to mm-hmm. go talk to the owner of the studio. I went over and she said, you need to get to the hospital now. So I leave. I go home because I was still in high school. I drive home to my parents. Nobody's there. I call my best friend because I'm crying because I'm like, I need to go with someone. I don't want to go alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then I went and everything and turned out I had a stress fracture. And this was the 90s. There still wasn't much of a push going into rehabilitation and everything. So I was put in the cast and everything and was never given that opportunity for going into physical therapy. But say mm-hmm. I did, say I did get to go into a physical therapist's office and say you did have a stress fracture in your past. Mm-hmm. What would be the first thing that after me telling you my story, what would be the first thing that you would think of saying to me after, say, I let you know that I know it's going to take a long time to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something that been me practice for a while, but it works very well. And, and it took a level of practice and confidence in yourself. I mean, it took me years to practice this. But something that felt so true and so real, you just come at them and look at them in the eye directly like this and say, really heartfelt, you know, what do you feel? I feel it before and I can help you. Very short and simple, but look at them in the eye and say that with really heartfelt. Like it's, that's how you connect with them. I felt like you don't need to say a lot. It's just the eye. The eye makes so much. Cause when I, sorry, this is sidetrack, but when I first moved to America, I don't speak a single English word. So I learned to use my eye to look at people and talk with them with the eye. And so, mm-hmm. To me, nonverbal communication is so important. You come with them with like, are you okay? Like, you, I know how you felt and I will get you back to where you came from. And if it's not, we can try together. We try to make it work. And so I, I always try to be human, like heartfelt. I know what you've been. If you do look at them in the eye and say, I felt it before. Instead of, and, and I felt, this is so sidetracked, but in life, a lot of time we went through a lot of hardship and people ask us the same question. Are you okay? Yeah. You always say, oh, I'm good. Fine. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm so good. Everything is fine. But deep inside you're not. And, and I think part of being human is to experience all of this. And it's okay to say, class been really hard. This narrow class is smashing me, but you know what? I'll have it. It is hard. I'm not going to lie cool. to you. Cool. I'm totally interrupting hundred percent. What would you say? So it's me. You know me, you know my personality. I'm an extreme extrovert. You can see my background. You can see what I'm wearing. What Uh would you say? So that's a generalized answer. Now let's go deeper. You know me, you know my personality. Okay. What would you, oh my gosh, I love your cat. Just bring the cat and I would be happy. Um, What would you, what would be, how would you handle it with me? Would you, I'll become like, hi, Jenna, how are you doing? What's your name? Explain to you what happened. So mm-hmm. we do scenario. Mm-hmm. We, we we talk with me. Right, but you know, but you already know my personality. Oh. I've told you this story. Okay. So what would you say to me with this circumstance with my stress fracture? I, I wouldn't. I said I know you would like to dance right now, but let's back it off a little bit and work together and make this thing more careful so it won't happen again. So I'll be it's still it's still general. So let me let me I'm diving in because this is like I, I'm, I'm making assumptions in my head, which we all do because we all have different ways that we see. But I want to share this with you. So my thoughts are, I mean, look at this. I have this lucky oh, what you wearing? This, this shirt. And then 
a huge like my background is all Disney. Mm -hmm. So you could so depending on what you know they like, what you see with their bag, you could say something even to me. This is me just making it up right now, but it makes perfect sense. Did you know that Walt Disney had so many failures and he had to get himself back up again? Mm -hmm. He lost millions oh. and millions of dollars and he still had success. This is just one other hump in your road. And right now I know it sucks. It sucks. I've been there. You know, like it's it's horrible. If a person who can handle swearing, you know, and they're a person who swears, swears, swear with them. Honestly, you'll be at their level yeah. with them. You know, yeah. For me, you would say it fucking sucks. But yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah, so, right. so really coming to that patient you know like what's going on with them their whole thing would be a good key point to bring up mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. where as for you with modern dance as your background with uh, with with everything going on just think you think gay rights happened overnight and we're still working on it, you but know, we're still getting I, more successful with that. So, so you have to think to get the good things. Sometimes we have to wait for it, you know. So it just we, we really going into what matters to that person mm -hmm, is is mm -hmm. is is so great. That's part of their personality, part of their thing. I mean, it could be from the clothing, any any tidbit that you pick up from them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I noticed. Sorry, interrupt. And I noticed uh, you you did. You did that, and I used to do that a lot with a lot of uh, geriatric patients. Because honestly, me and them have no connection. I mean, I don't play sport, I don't watch sport, but I know what to ask. Like, what's your activity? How are you guarding? Let's see. We just know, like, we watch what they wear and ask about their team. And and I I completely agree. I used to work for Cell, so this is a weird approach, but from different life experience, it helped me how to conversate with patients. It's almost as if if you conversate with patients to get info out of them, they'll know. It's yeah. like a robotic, like same with salesmen. When you, somebody walk into the store, like, hi, welcome to Sunglass Talk. We have 50% off on sale on the feet, the left rack, and then 20% off on the right. You sound like a robot, right? Or you come mm -hmm. in and I'm like, hey, oh my God, I love your shoe. That's so cute. I love your shoe. And then walk away. And so I, I always try to be like, personalized response and and that was perfect perfect example right there yeah Thank just to play around for people me. to hear that you know it's 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 more just i wanted to take through like a live process where if it's somebody who has a hard time speaking up about things and you can already tell by their language and everything that they're much more introverted the way you would handle it with them would be so different I mean, mm -hmm. would you speak to them uh, on a table at this mill that you are working at around all these other patients? Or mm -hmm. would you find a quiet area to go just talk with them, maybe pick some supplies for the thing, but have a conversation with them there to get away mm -hmm. from people, speak on a lower level, to mm -hmm. fit their personality, their preferences, their energy. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's so many things to consider. The point being that you know, somebody who might be down, you know, being like, and, and they're, they're just really, really not happy. You're just going, Oh my God, hold on. I got you. You go, they're like doing their workout and, and, and you take your coat and you're like, you need to wear this as you do your bicep curls and you need to do a bevel yeah. as you do it. Yes. But, but you know how happy that would make the person, you know, See, like little is. things like that. 
you make the world of a difference. I did a superwoman theme for one of my patients' home exercise program. I said, do you want me to wear a cape as I do it? She said, absolutely. I said, okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I videotaped myself I, 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 in a I, cape and everything. I actually love this, but I was still thinking of like in a context of in places we are private or more of like commercial practice, how is that workable? Because I know you work with um, private practice. So I was still thinking, how can we incorporate some of that quirkiness and like- the, Here's the, the deal. Thing. Here's the deal. When you are yourself, there's always going to be someone who doesn't like you. When you are even formatting Amen. and changing yourself to fit a group, there's still going to be people who don't like you. Any decision you make, any choice you make, any part of your personality that exists, there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like it. So right. if you are doing a false part of yourself, that is going to be cutting off the length in which you can soar as a physical therapist and connect with these patients. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if you're doing, say, a, a, a patient, you never know. It's because it's so common with, the, say, even like sexual abuse. I'm going deep now. I'm going deep. Uh -huh. Okay. And and I, I, I'm, I'm open about this, but I... I have been sexually abused twice and wow. both times in my sleep, terrible, different people, wasn't intoxicated, nothing. So for me, if I'm working with somebody who is clearly feeling uncomfortable or there's some sort of hint, you never know when you open up about something that it might be this bag that crashes open something they needed to open up about. Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. they are struggling with it. Mm. Think of what the body does when you're dealing with psychological. It's not that I'm going up to somebody. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm not pelvic health, so no. there's that. But I'm not. I'm not necessarily going up to somebody and saying, "Hey, you know, in, in, in my thing, you know, have you ever been sexually abused in any manner?" It makes a little more sense with pelvic health specific. A lot more sense with pelvic health specifically. Yeah. It makes a little bit less sense, but at the same time. It might be something that might come up if they have anything going on in that pelvic area. And what I mean by that includes low back, hips, pelvis, hamstrings, quads, anything that uh -huh. attaches and crosses the pelvis. There's a good chance you may be palpating in that area and that could be for them, yeah. even, if they're, even if they're acting calm, even if you're as professional as mm -hmm. Mr. Rogers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, I, I, so, so there's a difference. There's a level of trust, even if you're kind and respectful. But if you're a person who's been through that trauma, if they found uh, find out that you're a person who's been through that as well, that is a huge. That's a big trust. Mm -hmm. That's a big trust opener. Big, huge. And I mean, I, I can't, I mean and, and you can't convince me otherwise. I've been in school where they're like, be this way, be this way. And I'm just, no, I'm going to have conversations with my patients and we're going to be this way or we're going to be this way together. I completely agree with you. You open up a great, great, I, I, I just wanted to dig on this nugget Go of for it. Yeah, how I psych psychological problems can affect physicality problems. A lot of time we not only deal with 
dancer who's injured but burned out, getting the same routine, getting the bottom of their chain, work overworked, doing three jobs to just get by, and obviously now they're injured, they can't do the dance, they do all they practice the same routine over and over again that they don't even like. So it's it's sometimes that we kind of I feel like as work I'm, I I would say this for me myself. I felt like as a physical therapist, I call myself a healer. I don't call myself physical therapist sometimes because I believe when I do manual on someone, like I told you before, I feel that if I don't feel I'm calm, I have good energy, I'm not going to touch them at all because I, I don't want to transfer this energy to somebody. And I have cases before where when you somebody who touched me and they was and their mind was all replaced. I I've been I there. I have been that. there. I have been you, there. It's not it's, fun. It's a it's a Eastern very Eastern medicine of me that somebody touch you and they have not not, see, not not that they don't have good intention, but their mind is but all they're in a bad place. place. They're just they're they're in a personal real problem. Mm -hmm. You go home, you feel like get a cold, but you have no symptoms. It feel like something off. You can't put a finger on it. I call this out. I call it a spiritual disturbance. But that's the that's that's something you you experience and you realize. I know what it is like you just said. So to me, I don't want to give that to my patient. So if I don't feel fine, I'll be like, I'll give you exercise, but I'll do you double manual next time. I'll be honest. I said, you know, I don't feel like it's the best for me to work on this with you right now. And so um, with that nugget, I feel like sometimes we need to sometimes sit and talk to the dancer, like, how are you doing? Do you feel joy in the work? And sometimes I'm trying to, I'm trying to inspire my patients sometimes because I'm just yeah. bubbly. Most of the time I'm very bubbly and I'm trying to, to bring the best, like, I think life is too hard. You need to laugh a little bit, you know? Yeah. So always... I mean, I, I've, I've come, I mean, this it hasn't happened in a while, but if my day is that bad and it's been that bad, I, I have, I, I have said to a patient, I go, man, today has sucked. And I'm so glad to be here with you and get your, and get you better. And that, uh -huh. that alone just is that honesty of like where I just came from. So mm -hmm. in case any of that energy comes sip, seeps out, mm -hmm. they, you know, I'm just like, it, it, it's, it just kind of gives that like, hey, so, you know, this is, it's been bad, but thank God, let's get you mm -hmm. better. Let's kick your butt, you know, and it, it gives us both permission to be like, we're going to leave it out the door and hone in for this ultimate goal. And just feel getting very you back private. to class, getting you back on the stage, all that stuff. And very present in the moment with the patient. They felt they felt it. If you're present with the patient, they felt it. They know. They, they know. know. People they know. know. You could be Body checking your cell phone in your head if you're with the patient. Even if you're not holding your cell phone, if you're just thinking about that cell phone or whatever's going on, people know. People know when you are not present. It's a big, huge, no, huge dancers, thing. Easy to read. It's even worse. If dancer is even worse, they pick it up like this because you see they 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 read they look at cues they look at. That, that, you know, like choreography, they're very sharp. So with dance, you have to be even even more present with them because your energy They know if you're just like checking out. They know if you're just checking out for sure. People are very aware of that. And and I, I for anybody jumping on right now, I know, I know. We've been, we went from clothing. We went from different conversations. This whole thing is about personalities. But this is all revolving around personalities. All these things we're saying and then some all connect with who you are and who your patient is. 
Yeah, it's yeah. all one circle. Your stories are part of you. Your stories are part of who you come, who you are now. You, how you dress is part of you and how you are. And 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 that's it's 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 a big 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 deal. You can see somebody with tattoos all over them, but if you look closely, this is this happens. And you're like, oh, it's all Disney, dude. Those are sometimes the most innocent people. They just love cartoons so much they have it all over themselves. Like it doesn't yeah. mean that it's gonna be to you know it. It's, it's really all these things are insights into the things that can make up the artist in which you are seeing. And when you are in the performing arts in general, you're going to see all of those personalities, mm -hmm. all of those colors. And yes, I yes. would say the majority will be extroverts. There yes. will be some, but the majority will be extroverts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I think it's, uh, and I want to add on to the personality. It depends on the work they work with. Mm. So th this is a very um, contextual. So if we, I work for Graham, and if I use this is this is uh, something I felt that maybe need to brought up is if I, you work for a specific company, you need to know if whatever the person doing what kind of work and what company they dance for. It's always good for you to do the research. For example. If they work with Alvin Ailey and they perform Revelation, you know that work is very deep. So they very spiritual. So you can talk, not say you're doing all spiritual with them, but talk about make sure your, your body's aligned and you, you talk their language. For yeah. example, you can't just say straight up and make sure your pelvis align and then, you know, make sure the pelvis align with your sternum and all of this. You just have to say, think of these chakra stacking up. They get that. Yeah. Ailey, they talk about that. So I think we have to talk the dancer language, as in you know if you in Ailey that can be very spiritual. But if you do for Cunningham, Cunningham rarely perform work or Paul Taylor. Their work is very technical. They barely talk about the sense of pull up from the chakra, open up your energy. They talk about keep your alignment. So you have to know their language. So if you work with Paul Taylor and you all of a sudden talk about spiritual stuff, they'd be like, huh? So I felt like we have and that to, makes up yeah. their personality and what they care about if there's a yes. big connection i get that i hear what you're saying how they're really connects with who they are yeah and and that was just always i feel like as a part of working with the dancer know what their company do and what rep they do and what is their rep like and you know with paul taylor's of a sense of being present yeah. so they work about a lot in the focus they're changing their focus so when i if i work with paul taylor dancer I work on their focus. So yeah. I love that. Weird. I'm so grateful that you came on. Thank you so much, Brian. You guys, if you ever meet Brian, just literally, even if you're a stranger, he's a person who will hug you back, not during this time, of course, with the, <laughs> the, the disease, unfortunately. But but if you went up to him and you're like, Brian, and you gave him a hug, he will be thrilled and hug you right back. No questions asked. And if he's going to ice cream, he'd be like, you're coming with us to ice cream. There would right. be no questions. That's his personality. So giving you that heads up, really keep your mind open to all the different people that you can meet amongst uh, amongst each other in our physical therapy community. And then, of course, with mm -hmm. our patients, be open to all personality types because that's who we treat. And if we can't love amongst each other in the profession, all our personalities, how can we honestly be there for our patients without right. the same judgments? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it, someday it's harder than other to to practice what we preach. And I always think 
it's 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 okay to acknowledge that we have these differences we, as far as being human but if you don't have that override because i you always notice somebody bigger than me somebody smarter than me but doesn't mean that you have to separate yourself and like i don't like him because he's smarter than me or this guy is taller like he's right. different belief than me and, yeah and it's a good to understand and acknowledge acknowledge it but you don't have to let it overrule how you treat a patient and also like i said some patient might come across very mean but to me it's when they hurt they badly hurt that's they don't have to show that that they, it comes they from something so deep that very likely will it will actually is usually not about you at all yeah and, yeah and like yeah. i said they, they hurt so bad they don't have to lash this pain now they got a tka for their knee but they 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 lash out at you because they don't know how to deal with it they're not sure this outcome is certainty like we me and uh jenna talk about some some you know um some dancer got ankle problem and it's become chronic they just yeah. think that's part of their life and as they become better they, they they still want to cling on to that they just they just cling on to the familiar they're so scared of learning right. something new we got a comment i agree language and intention of the company is important as these change the motion and movement temperaments good input yes yeah it was it was very good brian how can people find you on social media and email i put a little thing up already at your facebook but i'm not sure about instagram how could where can they find you um i typically use a lot of facebook but you can add me on instagram i i do not that much on instagram but you can find me on facebook facebook what, what is, is your link are you at brian din what is your thing uh I believe what's your, what's your handle can you handle your handle can you handle your handle i am the commercial break as he looks for it welcome to the interview where we are finding his brian dins and dins so it is uh brian dot oh my god i need to find this brian dot din dash one no yeah yes Yes, no, Brian.din1. Brian.din1, and that's on Instagram? That's for Facebook. Brian. For Facebook. And then yes, on Instagram, Instagram. At Brian.din1. Brian.din1 is on Instagram. I, so I used to say to people that I don't follow, I lead. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> when they ask my Instagram. Oi, can we all say oi? Oi. <laughs> <laughs> Amen for that, right? But that's uh yeah, Brian Din. Yep. Oh Brian Din. So you're just Brian Din on Instagram? Uh, Brian Din one. Sorry. This is sorry. So it's Brian Din one for both. Yes, correct. Perfect. Love it. Woo! We got it. We got it. And email. If they wanted to email you, what is the email address that you want to give? Please so, don't give your school email. <laughs> brian.din at yahoo.com love it wonderful thank you for coming on everyone please write replay if you're catching the replay below if you have other opinions even if you disagree feel free to kindly disagree always always be very nice to your neighbor because won't you be my neighbor i i love all all opinions as long as you nice and we need to love each other forever you're right absolutely bye everybody